I know. So slowly I started adding other services as like it kind of came about. Like I started like, again, you have to focus on a couple things at a time. Like if you go in full force, like buying all kinds of machines and spending all kinds of money, like it's just too widespread. Like you have to start slow and work your way up and add things as you need. And that's what I did. Just Botox. Then I started focusing more on filler. Then I added Kybella. Then I added skincare. Then, you know what I mean? Like it was just a very microneedling and I just slowly would take, you know, new courses as it, as I kind of evolved and what people, depending on what people needed. Wait, what do you mean it's over? Hello, how can I help? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parties Over Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. And we're back from and our hiatus. Yeah, did you miss us? I forgot we were gone. Honestly, love the podcast. Love all of you so much. Kiss, kiss. However, it was kind of a nice break, and I don't even do anything on those times. So, Liz, you must have been living. It was weird to not have. I was also in between jobs, so I... Did not have any responsibilities, but I felt so busy that I'm like, wow, thank God we took a break over the holidays because I don't know, it wouldn't have been the best content that we were putting out anyways, because we were running around ourselves. So it's better to wait and make the better content, I think. Speaking of the better content, Liz and I had a meeting one day, like a couple weeks ago, we went to a coffee shop, had a meeting. And we went off the rails and we were like, all right, guys, we told you 2022 is going to be the best year yet. Um, In the first month, we're just going to crank it out and we're going to really hit hard. And we reached out to like 20 different people. And now we have a whole full schedule of guests that we're really excited about. But we just really wanted to hold up our end of the deal here. Yeah. We go through the waves where we email 100 people and then we record them all. And then we're like, oh my gosh, we need a break from interviews. Exactly what happened. So we're working on spreading everything out so you don't have to listen to just us. It's also hard because then we get so excited about like some of the guests that we're like, oh, we don't really want to hold it off because we really like this one. Like we want to like whatever, use it. So we're balancing. With that being said, for 2022, if someone could just email us like what you really want to see from us, hear from us, what are your goals for us in 2022? That would be extremely helpful because we've got some things in the works, but we don't, you know, we don't know if you care at all or you really want it. So if someone gives us some feedback, that'd be nice. Liz and I really love feedback, critical feedback also. Yes, critical. Someone did message me and ask for a Q&A for us, which, guys, we try to do a Q&A. You guys don't want to hear anything from us. Like, and they I also, all anything. Everyone's, like, dead silent. We'll be like, here's a topic. Like, we won't give them a topic. We'll be like, hey, could, like, let us know if you have questions for us or advice, generically. Silent crickets. Us saying, do you have any thoughts on this subject? Boom. Tons yep. of answers. Yeah. Like, come on, guys. Okay, anyways, so yeah, Q&A, great, that'd be great. And body image um, episode, so. Speaking of body image, today, unless you have an update that you want to give, how's the job? 
I started my job this week. So when you guys are hearing this, I just completed my first week at my new job. So she's a fancy gal. Yeah, I'm excited about it. It's been, everyone has been really nice and I'm excited to share more once I get more into the job. We'll probably do an episode all about changing your job and everything because we both did it in the past six months, right? Yeah. I think people want to hear. Yeah. And like identify, so we have a spoiler alert. We have a lot of career stuff going on the next couple the weeks, months. I don't know. With a lot of career themed things happening um so maybe we'll sneak one in you know the episode in there that would be a good one to kind of kick that off but i have to say speaking as someone who's watched liz and other jobs and things she's always like done a really good job and been really excited about them but this has been so cool because i feel like it really sparked your creativity and you get to i think it'd be really fun for you i think so so i'll be all creative all the time and everything that I do so maybe you'll see some your brain will hurt yeah maybe my brain will hurt or maybe I'll have some new fun ideas Liz and I are each other's co-workers we have our own co-workers but we're also each other's co-workers now that we both do content and like social media stuff at the same time we can really talk about like what's trending now we both have the same job title now so we're in like very similar um, even when you're doing like marketing in general, you could be doing completely polar opposites of marketing. Like at two times, Liz and I have been doing, she's been doing marketing, but she's been doing like web stuff. And then I've been doing marketing and it's been like maybe more creative or more like, I don't know, like ideas kind of stuff, if that makes sense. So it's still very different. Now we're kind of on the same wavelength. So it's been really good. Exactly. Yeah. But today we have Skin by Kara on the podcast, and you may have seen her on Instagram. She owns a uh, plastic surgery, Botox, filler, facial practice down in Topsom, and more recently in Augusta, Maine. And Liz and I have been really wanting to have her on the podcast. We've talked about it for quite a while now, because I know you guys have been really asking us to do an episode about Botox and filler and uh, laser hair removal, facials, skincare, all that jazz. And uh, we thought she'd be the perfect person to come on and talk to us about that. And in addition to the technical side of what we can do to make our skin look great. She will also share with you how you can go into this field. And uh, beforehand, I didn't know like it was you go for nursing and then you go for this. I learned so much on this episode about this becoming your career and how much you can grow and how many more certifications you can get and how it's all separate too. So she goes into full detail on how she got to where she is now. This was one of the most technical podcasts. Like, I don't even know. It was just like the most compelling. Her story so interesting. But then we get to really get really granular with all of the information and you leave the episode feeling like you, like you feel like you, it was, your time was well spent. You learned something, you were entertained. Those are like my favorite podcasts when I like leave there being like, okay, I left and I have more knowledge about something and I can make like decisions for myself. Um, And with that being said, Liz and I both just want to make the disclaimer here that We are not necessarily encouraging you to get Botox or filler or whatever it might be, you know, facials, whatever, whatever um, that might be for you, honestly, encouraging it. Um, We are just providing you with the information 
use this to make your own decisions. Yeah, perfect. And she had the best personality probably ever. So she was so fun to talk to and easy to talk to. And I feel like you guys will hear that through through your headphones listening to this, like how sweet she is, honestly. Like even rec- listening to it back, I'm like, wow, I can just feel her energy through it. She was one of my favorite episodes we've done in a long time. Like, I mean, we haven't done a guest in a while, but I left there being like, I want her to come back on the podcast and yeah. talk about, she just has an interesting story in general. So really excited to talk more with her in the future. And overall, I left feeling like I... I don't know, just like, you know, when you kind of need a refresh, like, um, what's the word, like inspiration to kind of get into a beauty routine, like a refresher. Does that make sense? Yep. Exactly. The podcast gave me a push to be like, all right, I got to refresh my routine. I need like I some new so product, add in a facial, something along those lines. Add it into the 2022 goals. All right, everybody, let's get into this week's episode. Okay, guys, we are back, and we are here with Kara, better known as Skin by Kara on Instagram, <laughs> and we're so happy to have her joining us today, and we are here in Brunswick, in per- sorry, I said Brunswick, top some. Um, right across the bridge. Right across the bridge, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. So, okay, I started, I first discovered you because you recently moved to a new location here in Topsom, mm-hmm. and I feel like I was not the only one to discover you when you moved. Yeah. I think you like blew up in the last year. Everyone <laughs> discovered you. And I feel like I'm just so excited to have something in like the mid coast area that mm-hmm. is like, I don't know, I feel like you always have to go to Portland for services right. like this. So it's nice to have someone like you here. Oh. But would you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Okay. So I am a nurse. I started off as an ER nurse back in 2012 and so I did that for uh, five years or so into that career I was kind of like eh, this is stressful I'm exhausted they're long hours um, I was like I'm just gonna I was getting Botox at the time just in a little area everyone thought I was crazy people like did not do it it was weird if you got Botox um, but I loved it changed my life <clears throat> so it was a nurse who did my procedures. So I was like, well, I guess there must be a training that I can do. So I just looked into it. There was a training in Florida. My mom was like, you need to do it. Just do it. Just have other options in case you don't want to work in the ER anymore. Um, so I took the class and then I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. But I came home and things just kind of like went from there. I obviously continued working in the ER for four more years. But at that point, like literally as soon as I got back, that fall is when I started the business and it's wow, just like so exciting so, I feel like four years ago I didn't even really know what Botox was I, most people didn't and that's the crazy thing it's like like I said like a friend and I um well Amy she actually works here now as a nurse we worked together in the ER and we we were doing it we were 23 when we first started so um, getting Botox and so people were always just giving us crap about it like you're too young why are you doing that blah 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 but I literally had two like thick creases between my eyebrows and it bothered me so much like it was the only thing I looked at when I looked in the mirror I feel like it's something too. being from we can get into this yeah. next but being from Maine it's just it's something you hear about like celebrities doing yeah. or like real housewives like I had Bravo. never <laughs> yeah so it was I think it was 2012 2013 
when someone at work, you know, and she, the lady was actually from like the Yarmouth Falmouth area. And she was like, oh, you should get Botox. And I was like, I didn't even know what it was. Didn't know what it did. She, we went as a group to get it. And I was like, okay, just do whatever. Like whatever you're going to do to fix. I didn't even understand it. And then and I, when I saw the results, I was like, Dude, oh yeah. my God, I'm never not doing this. <laughs> and I feel like it's one of those things that the, like people just became more open about it. It's mm-hmm. not that necessarily more people are doing it, or I mean, I'm sure they are now because people are open about it, but yeah. I mean, no one told anyone before that they had Botox. No. And I didn't tell anyone. People are very open, yeah. The first time I actually started telling people was when I got the training. So at that point, I was what, uh, like five years into getting Botox. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So You're like, it, like I didn't, I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell my boyfriend at the time, like nothing. Right. I, it's like people like influencers won't say anything and everyone's like, did you get work done? Did you get work done? And now everyone's like, yeah, yes, I got this I done. Do that. Yeah. Like recording themselves getting it done. Mm-hmm. And they're like, use my discount. Like, it's <laughs> I, like totally. so different. Now. I remember when I started my Instagram account, I was like nervous. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't want people to know mm-hmm. that I caught it. And then I was like, wait a minute. Like, if I'm going to be in this business, I have to be open right. about what I do. Like, that's just it. So let me ask you, um, what was your dream job growing up? Like, what did you think? I'm sure you weren't, like, as a kid. Excuse me, I'd like to be – What would? what's your technical uh, – Aesthetic nurse. Aesthetic nurse? Okay, yeah. yeah. So I'm sure as a kid you did not, no. like, necessarily envision this. So no. what was your dream job? Um, my dream job was being a mom. Okay. Literally, that's it. I relate like, to that. I remember just always, it was like I always had a baby. I only wanted a baby. I would carry around it, carry it around. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's all I did. Well, you fulfilled that dream. I did. I know. Yep. So I have a two, two and a half year old. Aww. But And he's so cute. But, <laughs> I follow her on Instagram and he's so cute. He's a wild man. Um, but he, I think at the time I just didn't actually realize, like, I mean, now looking back, I don't, I could, I don't think I could be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. It's a much harder job than being a nurse, to be honest. And I just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, I love being home, and I love, but it's, it's it takes a special person to like stay home with your kids for sure. At what age did you? So I know you like this is, like, how did that affect you when you're looking for like going to college? I know for me, I was kind of the same way, and I always pictured myself. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Like, I just know I want to have a family someday. Yeah. And then I'd like see all my friends, and they're like, I'm gonna do this. I'm so excited to go to college mm. and like get my degree and like go start my job. And I'm like, oh my god, I like have no idea. And yeah. it's like kind of paralyzing. But then you also like, I feel the same way. But like the whole. I don't know that I could do it full time now that I'm older, same way. I I don't have kids, but um, anyways, it made it very difficult for me to figure out what I wanted to do. So was that what your experience was? Yeah, I think going in, I went to USM and going into school, I was undecided. Like I had no idea. I actually for sure thought I was going to do like accounting or something like that just because I was, I like something. Yeah, Yeah, I like, I could make sense of math. I, you know, again, I don't looking back I'm like what like I am not I use a calculator for everything she was gonna do accounting <laughs> yeah I should. but then so I had but then this is what's funny is I took uh like intro to business class and I was like I hate this all of it everything about business I hate and look where you are I now know. and so I was like as soon as I finished that class I passed it I applied to the nursing program and I got in and I had to start that next um, some math next fall. So Why I, nursing? Was it just so different than accounting? That yeah. Was? So leading up to college, I always kind of like had it in the back of my brain, like 
my grandmother was a nurse, my mom was a nurse, and I didn't really, you know, like you think of what your dream job is, being a mom, taking care of a kid, Mm -hmm. taking care of a family, and then it's like, my mom is a maternity nurse, and like, so I always thought maybe, you know, leading to that, to that. Right, you can like picture her lifestyle, like, okay, well she did it, like we, you know, we had a good childhood, you know. Exactly, and she only worked a couple days a week, Mm -hmm. so it was nice. Um, I loved going to visit her when she was at work, and just the fact that she got to to take care of babies um, was awesome, I thought, so I was like, after the business class, I was like, I'm just going to be a nurse because I know it leads to, you know, so many other options. You can be any type of nurse. And that's what my grandmother always said. And my mom always said, like, you know, once you have a degree in this field, you can literally go in so many different directions. And that's what I like to do. I like to take care of people like that. That makes me happy. So that's um, a great little tidbit for anyone listening that doesn't know what they want to do exactly mm-hmm. is if you get a degree in some like get a degree in something that you can go into different fields with yes. you know you can there's a range like let's say marketing for example as of, like that's what Liz and I can relate to to make it in both yeah. senses marketing you could market for a bank or you could yeah. market for a very creative business like a podcast or, or you just go for business and it's just yeah a wide range of things so same thing with nursing I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't necessarily think of that when they think of nursing so I think yeah. for anyone listening that's like trying to figure it out it's nice to hear about like the more science-based majors that yeah. you do have options with so many so there's so many different types of nursing yeah that's um, so interesting and yeah. I think a lot of people when they think of nursing too would never think like when you're initially think of what yeah. you could do like what you're doing now right so I, I didn't even know that until you're having your you on I didn't know it was like a form of nursing yeah to do it this. is so yeah. that's cool I know it's awesome I don't think I knew it was an option when I I mean I did at some point kind of be like well I do like plastic surgery like that was just mm-hmm. always in my mind like I loved those shows on tv but then I was like no I, I, I knew I couldn't work like in an operating room or anything like that because it's just like I did a, when I did my rotation in there, it was like, I am so bored. I can't just stand here. Yeah. And I mean, it, again, certain types work better for certain people, but I cannot sit still. Right. So. When you graduated and you started working, you went right into nursing. How were you feeling like coming out of college and kind of starting your life? Were you having any like post-grad blues or were you excited about working? Um, I think because nursing school is so consuming, I was so excited to be done. Like literally huge weight lifted off. I don't, I did have a fun college experience, but a lot of my college life like revolved around studying and you know, I didn't, I, it, it was a lot of work. Yeah. I think I was excited to be done because I knew I would have time off and I could relax, not have something next, like another project or another test, or wake up at 4 a.m. for a clinical. It was, um, so yeah, after I graduated, I then took like almost a month to study for my state exam, so that was consuming, and then I had applied for a job that I got accepted for in an ER um, prior to passing my board. So then there was pressure to pass my board Mm -hmm. so I could continue working, so I could start my job. But I really, honestly, like, the most that I learned was on the job. You know, like, you learn the basics and you learn safety, but I, nursing school's a blur. Everything that I remember learning, it was hands-on in the ER all the, you know, all the days that I was there. I just had someone say the same thing to me about nursing. Mm-hmm. She took time, so she was working up until the pandemic, and then she, and she's in, like, a few different areas. Like, she's worked, like, in a hospital, like, bedside, but then she's also worked, like, um, kind of dealing more with, like, recovery and meds and things like that. Yep. And now she's taking time off with her son, and someone was asking her, like, 
you know, how do you feel about, like, taking time off and then getting back into the workforce? And she was, like, honestly, like, they will train me. Like, everything mm-hmm. that I do, it'll come back to me. But yeah. it's not, like, it's not, like, what you think. Like, the school part of it is similar. And I always thought that was just how we felt because it was, like, business school. Mm-hmm. But she was, like, they more teach you the critical thinking of it yeah. all. Like, obviously, they teach you everything. But, like you said, the stuff that sticks with you is the way you think. Yeah. So. It's yeah. crazy because our, our schooling was probably so different. Like, did we really study that much? Did no, we have no, to no. Take a test but, to, to leave. <laughs> no, but I also don't remember. Right, that's how I it. always thought of like school. I'm like, oh my god, I don't even remember anything. Like yeah. I learned everything from my job, but mm-hmm. uh, so I always thought like nursing school was. I mean, so yeah. in, it's also so different how intense like nursing uh, yeah. school yeah. is. And we every time we've had someone on that has a degree similar to yours, they have the same reaction to post grad. No, I wanted it. And to they were end. like, no, I was done. Yeah. I also want to ask you about Maine, just because it okay. is so different when we're talking about plastic surgery and oh, yeah. Botox and all these different things that I feel like it's kind of just starting to come to Maine, at least, like, mm-hmm. more um, casually. I think, obviously, a select few, but there certainly was not as many um, companies here that do Botox and plastic surgery in general like there are now. Mm-hmm. So, have you always lived in Maine? And if so, what was your experience like growing up? And then we'll talk a little bit about how this kind of affects business and things yeah so I yeah I've always grown up in Maine in like a you know outer not right in the city just like outside and I I mean it was it was always quiet like I mean I I didn't have neighbors that I could like walk to and like hang out with but so I loved being at school like I I feel like I remember always being jealous of people who could just like walk to their friend's house or this or that but um so and I loved that like being at school and I loved being at college like just having people close Mm -hmm. by having your friends close so that was great um I did decide to stay in state for college just because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do was my next question you read my mind yeah so I just you know I I had definitely gone to look at other schools in New England and I got accepted to a few other schools but um I just really wanted to make sure I knew what what I was going to do before I made that big decision of like okay here's sixty thousand dollars to a school and I don't even know what I'm doing um so yeah yeah did you ever like have any feelings of I don't know we have a lot of people that come on that have resentment towards Maine for being like small or was it something that you like either didn't really think about or that you like learned to embrace yeah any of those feelings I feel like I don't maybe I just didn't know Mm -hmm. what I was missing I mean I had friends um who gone who went to colleges out of state and so I feel like I got the experience of visiting other people you know and being Mm -hmm. in all these other states like Boston so I just feel like I don't know. I don't. I never you felt never like thought. I missed out. Yeah, yeah. No, it was. It's always. I've always been fulfilled. Now with on that. like the side of business, how does this affect? Like, how did this affect your career? And not even necessarily in a negative way. Just mm-hmm. like obviously, it takes. It affects it. Have you seen it grow since you started? Because you've been in the like plastic surgery world for how long now? Um. So since 2017. Okay, 2017. So have you seen any change in it? Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, when I first started, I was very nervous because I just, there was, there was nothing around here. Right. I mean, of course I figured out these, you know, there was little things around here. There was actually someone in this town who was doing it like illegally, like, you know, like <laughs> not real Botox. Nice. It's like, um, the tattoos that yeah. you like get, what do they call Stick and pokes, yeah. but it's Botox. That is funny. So the the nurse practitioner that I partnered with to begin with, like when we were talking about this, it was like this is like a secret world. Mm -hmm. There's everything is like like I after I took the um, the initial training, which is literally just a two day certification. It's it's not anything special. You just go and you 
you literally are more scared. So you I would need say a degree in nursing In first, nursing, yep. And then okay. you can go to... Then you have to, to have specific training. Okay. And you, you can't get those trainings unless you have your RN. And that's specifically for Botox, or is that for most of what you're doing? Any of the things okay. that... Yep, any of the things that we do here, you have to... Um, be a nurse or have specific training in. okay so just for those listening what would that kind of in I, you don't have to necessarily yeah. list them off you don't know them but like what would the certification allow you to be able to do <laughs> that's hard it, yeah. and i mean and that's where the lines it gets kind of scary mm-hmm. right because you can literally go take a take a course for one day and be certified to inject people which is terrifying right Right. So like that's that's why it's it sounds like, oh, it's just a quick, easy thing to mm-hmm. do. But I think if you've been a nurse for a while and you you just have had that experience of like safety, you you come out of that class more scared and more nervous and like, oh, my God, I'm definitely not ready. Right. And that's exactly how I felt, because, you know, I've worked in the ER and I just you you see a lot of a lot when you're there and you you learn that safety is number one priority every decision you make affects in some way so i i mean of course you i think of like the worst case scenario what if i drop somebody's lid what if i make their face crooked Mm -hmm. what if i um give them a vascular occlusion like initially those things right off I'm like I can't do this is there like a training period after you're certified like do you have to work under someone you can can just start your business yeah so wow. do yeah, your research, everyone. Is so what she's it, that's exactly what I'm saying. She's I'm like, been doing this for a few years now. So <laughs> <laughs> come here. And here's what I'll say is that when I initially started, it was a very small and it stayed very small and it stayed very tight. And I think that's that's sort of what separates me from, you know, this. I didn't start and then start blasting myself on the Internet even a year after. I mean, I was open about it. Like, I'm very new. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was an ER nurse, but uh, this is new to me. So I started off very simple. I didn't even do lip filler right away. So you um, started with Botox? I just did Botox. Yep. Yes, I was trained in filler, but I hadn't had like hand, more hands-on training. That one class is not enough mm-hmm. to lay your hands on a patient. It's just not. So yes, you, you go to the training. As a nurse, you have to pair up with a medical provider. In Maine, the law would be a nurse practitioner or an MD. Um, and so I, by, what do you mean by that? You have to pair with someone. Yeah, so as a nurse, you uh, Botox is a prescription. So when you open your account to order the products, you have to be under a medical provider. So, again, that relationship has to be tight. The okay, person so you have that, to find someone mm-hmm. to partner with, whether that's – so. but you could – so after could your you first day goals? training, you could go work – like for a different company though yeah yeah yes okay exactly another company you totally and I think that was initially what I was going Mm -hmm. to do but at the time there nobody would even talk to me I reached out to so many other offices just like asking if I could come shadow or if they were hiring I you know Mm -hmm. nothing crickets it must be so different now it's and I think it is constantly getting I mean every day I get you know, a handful of messages from nurses or doc or uh, NPs, even docs sometimes, and they just want to know like what to do to get started. And um, so I do take the time eventually, but right. it's basically just what we're talking about. It's a, you know, it's a process. But I think as long as you have safety in mind, then it'll be okay. So to summarize, you get your degree in nursing, you go do this training. This certifies you for injectables, which is filler, Botox. Yeah. Any, is that it? Yep, just those two is the initial. Filler and Botox, And then from there, you technically could go get a job wherever that – well, not wherever, but at a a place that is partnered with an MD or doctor. Nurse practitioner. Or nurse practitioner. And then 
you could start working that day, but Kara saying, uh, you know, you take your time and you you start slow and you build yourself up because that one day is not enough. No. And um, like reaching out to people to mentor or something you along need, those yeah. lines. So yeah. So that was one of the first things that I did, and it sucks because you're in this position of like trying to trying to grow in another field and you have to invest thousands and thousands of dollars in these other trainings and you're not even sure where you're going to go with it right. you know here I am already spent like four or five thousand dollars on my initial training and then I come back and I'm told like I'm like oh why I just wasted all that money like I don't know what I'm even going to do that training how much did that or if you don't mind me saying. I think total it was like three thousand dollars but then you have to I had to fly down there and mm-hmm. then staying there right. and everything so I think I totaled about five thousand um, of an investment and I didn't even know what I was going to do. It, yeah. Exactly. That's true. And nowadays if someone were to do that they would be like this is obviously going to yeah. click. Like right. this is going to, I'll be fine doing yeah. this job. Right. But you're going into it at like a very scary time like is anyone going to want this in Maine? Right. Like will this take off? Mm-hmm. I know. So yeah that was definitely scary but then I came back and I we contacted Allergan the company because um, that's where you order your Botox through and I had somehow I can't even remember how got in touch with one of the reps who's my current rep now who is like so nice and she just recommended she was like you know hands-on training all day long she gave me some contacts I reached out I I planned these very expensive trainings and I just kept going I would pick away and just do a little bit at a time and then I had my close friends and you know that let me Mm -hmm. thank god (laughs) Practice. practice on them um and then I just started off slowly and safely I knew what was in my you know I would just do like just between the eyes mm-hmm. just on the forehead and that was it I didn't even want to do crow's feet for the longest time <laughs> because it's like you don't know yeah and then you just slowly grow it so when did you feel like you were ready to open your own place and like I, and never, I still don't feel ready <laughs> I'm just kidding <laughs> she has two no, places it's, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's imposter syndrome yeah. <laughs> literally I don't who am I I just think it just happened honestly it just for me that's just the way that it worked out um in order to have in order to get Botox you need an office in order to have an off in order to get it shipped you need to have a fridge and a parking lot and you have to show the sign of your building and it's all these things that you know and it just it was kept being one other thing one other thing and then you need a medical supply account and then you need your insurance it's just it just all kind of happened and then I was like well if I end up just doing my friends then fine but that's again not how this works you literally cannot be good at this just doing a yeah, side we'll thing find out about you. Yeah, but and, yeah and it's like and you won't ever become good at it unless you're unless right. you're doing it over and over and over and again and then you know like i well you had your nursing degree but you're kind of knowing like i'm investing this money into this mm-hmm. i either do it full blown see if it works exactly. or if i half ass it then yeah, it might not work exactly yeah. exactly and it's like you can't you can't half-ass this industry. And if you do, it shows. I, and have, you, I you feel can like tell. we both probably have a lot of friends that are interested in starting their own businesses but are a little yeah. nervous to take the leap. So is there anything that you told yourself, like, just to pump yourself up? Just, I think it's always good to have different avenues, no matter yeah. what you're doing. And so, like, if you just even have that training and you never use it, um, you know, at least you tried something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's basically what my mom said. She was like, in the long run, what's a couple thousand dollars? You know, you tried and or you never know. Is right. it you know what I mean? And the best time to like start some or the best time to do something is like now because mm-hmm. you're just gonna end up if it's something you think about all the time, 
you're just going to think about it for another three years and then mm-hmm. you're like, wow, I wish I would have just done it three years ago because totally. I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. And that's something that like gets me to do something now that mm-hmm. I'm a little bit older. I, I know like, oh, I'll feel different. Like it's just a phase. I'm going to get over it. And then totally. I don't get over it. I'm like, no. I just wasted time. Exactly. Not doing it. Yeah. No. And I had definitely felt like I had been thinking about it for you know, a couple of years before I even ever took the training, I was just, it was always in the back of my mind. Like, I love Botox. Really, that was it. Like, I just love it so much. <laughs> it's like you knew you were going to yeah. that, that. Do you ever talk to the first person who talks you into getting it? Oh, yeah. yeah. She's a client of mine now. Oh, and it's perfect. like, we're just, it's just. She's like, I was just setting you up so she you literally, could do it for me. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Now on the, so now you have, what does your business look like today? Like, how many people are like work for you or work with I don't yep. even, I don't know exactly how it works yeah but um and so. how many clients do you have stuff like that oh and there's gosh. other services too we yeah. only mentioned right few, right I have other yeah clients. so I know so slowly I started adding other services as like it kind of came about like I started like again you have to focus on a couple things at a time like if you go in full force like buying all kinds of machines and spending all kinds of money like it's just too widespread like you have to start slow and work your way up and add things as you need and that's what I did just Botox then I started focusing more on filler then I added Kybella then I added skincare that you know what I mean like it was just a very microneedling and I just slowly would take you know new courses as it as I kind of evolved and what people depending on what people needed and that's the same thing that kind of happened here when I I was over in the really small um, like suite I shared a waiting room with another office and you know I was in one room by myself and then it just it was it started just getting busier and busier and busier and I was like I really need like a front desk person like I need somebody helping me and in that area I couldn't really set up a front desk and I was getting overwhelmed with like text messages I can picture emails. you in like you're like, like doing a laser treatment oh. you're like oh I'll be right there hold on literally it was like people would be like like filling up the waiting room or like just stopping in to like ask questions and it's like I, I it was just right. me same thing there was like a need that you like just couldn't help but grow it's like growing pain right it's like I can't help it I mm-hmm. have to keep going and I felt like I was bothering the girls next door so I was just like I need to start looking for another space and then Danielle who works here now she lives close by and she was walking by and she was like oh this place is is um um for rent soon and I was like I was like, oh my God, I'll I'll stop in or whatever and just see. But what's funny is that when I first moved over to Fort Andros, I, this building was for sale. And I remember thinking like, oh my God, I wish I could afford to buy it, but I couldn't, you know what I mean? Like I was just starting and I was like, I would love to have my business in there. And then just like three years later, here I am. And I don't own it, I don't own it, but I'm here. What are, like, you probably didn't think like it was going to manifest into what it is. No, never. And so, yeah, and so Danielle and I have known each other for several years, and she's a makeup artist, so she, at the time, I think, was pregnant and having a baby. She was working, um, you know, like 30 minutes away, and she knew she wanted to find a place closer. Um, so it just worked out. I was like, cool, Danielle and I will work together and whatever. And then same thing kind of happened with Trisha. She was in a position, too, where she was looking for an area closer to home, and so she started working here, and then... I, then I needed extra help, so I hired Jasmine, who was a medical assistant looking for work. So she then transitioned us to, like, our medical record. That was huge because we had, at that point, I think I had, like, a 1,000 clients that we had to transfer from um, paper records 
to to a computer records. Oh, wow. oh I would be like, yeah, I'm gonna hire someone. Yeah, that. so she was amazing, and I didn't even know how to use the system, so I'm still learning how to use it. That's why you hire someone. Uh, yeah, so she, yep, she's a queen at that. Um, and then what happened after that? Jasmine started. She's kind of like she's now like at the point now where she manages both practices. She still helps. She's an MA um, in nursing school, and um, so it's kind of nice because she can help with a lot. She does a little bit of everything. And then when we got the laser, we added two esthetician laser techs. Oh so gosh. that was really helpful. And then um, Amy is our nurse, and she um, does all the microneedling, the chemical peels, you know. Wow. And then I just hired one other person, Julia. She's doing more of, like, front desk stuff, and she does, like, she's very naturally good at, like, marketing. So she, like, set up our email list. But I would say teaming up with the dermatologist is, like, the biggest step. We've also opened another location. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. also two spots. <laughs> Just like, oh, the second practice. I'm like, people go. Oh, oh, yeah. So um, not only does she have one uh, spot here, but two now. Two, yes. Yes. So over the summer, obviously, we were just, with all of us here in this, like, 1,000 square feet, it was just getting congested. You know, when we're all here, it's very busy and a lot of people. So I started looking at, like, buying a bigger building but ultimately, like, we're so cozy here, we're not ready to move. So where are a lot of our patients from? You know, more north. Um, so we just started looking at places that way. And then... Um, That's so true, because I'm sure a lot of the people in Portland, they, ha- they have their spots in Portland. Exactly. Portland so, is oversaturated. Have, it gives them a closer yeah. thing exactly. to come to top it, zone, but then you can get even closer. Exactly. So, yeah, I feel like that that has already taken some pressure off of here, which is good. Um, so Dr. DeWitt is there because he works his other job um, is like on his way back through there so um, that's awesome that he can do some hours there Um, and just what he brings to the table just takes like aesthetics and skincare to the next level literally like highest level that we can get to you know and I felt like we were just kind of there like I we've now we have almost every service that we can we can do like what else do we need and that you know for me that's just level up yeah level exactly level up and it's like I've never had I've had two other uh, medical providers in the past two years one was just initially was interested and then stopped being interested and the other one had no experience my most recently one had no experience so basically I was teaching her Mm -hmm. of course she had a background as a nurse and nurse a couple years as a nurse practitioner but aesthetically like no experience um so for me, I just feel like if I you you need someone who's above you and has more experience and knows more and does more and that just kind of fell into my lap. My, our scenario, it just it really, in a positive aspect, I can say it has worked out exactly how I needed to. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you ever think when you first started doing it that it would turn into this? That no. You would get to the top. No, never. <laughs> never still, ever. Like, were- nursing you were going into the hospital too yeah doing shifts oh my god yeah so up until um end of 2020 2020 yeah so I hit the pandemic I was still working in the ER two shifts two 12-hour shifts a week and I think that was kind of like my point of like I'm thinking in my head and I mean I'm sure every nurse across the United States feels this way right Mm -hmm. now for what I'm doing they do not appreciate me right and they they were not compensating us they weren't treating us well and I just had about had it Mm -hmm. you know and it's like 
you cannot put you cannot stay in a negative environment and thrive it's impossible and I was seeing that and I was just seeing how it affected me as a person my family life like I don't want to go home and just be grouchy Mm -hmm. with my husband or you know or be so tired the next day that I can't really engage with my baby you know like that to me is not worth it I do think a lot of nurses that's definitely something we're clear it's like we're so feeling bad. the effect of it not even just nurses but I mean and medical professionals yeah. in general people haven't talked about it but mm-hmm. it's like the pandemic brought it out you know and now people are feeling comfortable talking about the mm-hmm. fact that like I think about what I pay the nurses that work here versus what I got paid at the ER and it literally gives me a stomach ache because right. I'm just like I put so much that brings so much to the table for me and this is a choice aesthetics is a choice like you ER, put your like heart and soul into like caring yeah, for these ER's literally life and mm-hmm. death like you are the person assessing somebody or is this life or death right. and you get paid like crap so anyways okay yeah. so back so I also asked I didn't mean to cut you off but the dermatologist yeah. but no, no, so no. dermatologist you hired yeah. that them yep. and that made a big difference yeah uh, made a huge difference. I think again that just took us to the to the highest level, and we're just getting started. You know right. what I mean? Like we, him and I, just started working together in um, November. So like wow. this is literally I just mean, tip of the iceberg. The business is still a baby. It's such a baby. <laughs> like I, such I can't a baby. believe it. Okay, do we want to get into some of the more technical? Yes. Skin- yeah, I think a lot of people were interested in laser treatment and Botox and. We asked our listeners, like, what in their skincare routine do they never miss? Yeah. And kind of wanted to get your thoughts on... What they mostly said? Like, what, what they, did they said say? and what you think is okay. the most important. I want to know what they said. Most people said... <laughs> I, I, let me say. Okay. I'm pretty sure they, it's moisturizer. Everyone loves moisturizer. Oh, oh my God. Have you seen a thing on TikTok right now that's called slugging? No. People talk about how they, like, literally wear, like, I don't even know, like... Vaseline on their face. Oh wait, I've seen that. Yeah, and everyone's saying that's the most important. They just like lay on their. They call it slugging, and they're like, "I'm going to bed like a slug." Please don't do that. (laughs) Oh god. I had a feeling you might be unimpressed. I've never heard of that. It's weird. Cleansing two times a day. Yeah, that's a good step. All the serums and moisturizer, and of course washing. Okay, I'm just gonna like say this real quick, and I get I get really intense about this, but your serums and your moisturizers and your cleansers, none, nothing matters if you're not wearing SPF. Don't Love even bother. It. Don't bother washing your face. That's what I've been trying Don't bother to put a serum on. Why? Why would you? I just it's got telling. the um super goop, was that what it's called? It's I like guess the, the tin- second time I've heard that really today. I got I that, don't know what it is. I, it's like a tinted like oh, it's like a it's supposed to make you look dewy and like it's like oh. kinda like tinted moisturizer and it's like strong it. SPF like maybe like four. where do you get it? Isn't that JC? I'm gonna posted. have to check yes. it out. Yeah. Okay, I've seen it. I'll pull it up, I'll see how much it is. But anyways, <laughs> okay, so let's oh, sorry, we'll reorganize. Yeah, okay. So okay. We'll talk let's do our like what is like the basics. Let's do like so, um so we did services you offer. Yep. Let's just talk. What is Botox? Okay. What does it do? Pros and cons, misconceptions. Yeah. All the things. Okay. So Botox. This is how I explain it to everybody. Well, when you come in and we talk about, you know, where do we start? What do we do? And I say, like, think about it in different layers, right? So most people, like, young, like, our goal is to catch you in the prevention mode, right? And if we don't, it doesn't matter. You know, we can we can catch up. But prevention is like the key so that's number one why I say SPF I literally no point in even coming in here if you're not wearing that every day or if you're still tanning like 
get that in check and then make appointment. Right. <laughs> so anyway, there's that. And then Botox. Botox freaks people out because they think it's like plastic surgery results. And that's not the case. I will say, you know, there are some people that do look freaky and that's just in my opinion because it's done incorrectly you know or it's just like you go in and say I just want this area done and that provider says sure I'll take your money and I will do what you tell me to do and that's really not the way it works you when you come in like our job you it's not just to say oh I don't like this area of my face of course there are offices that you can say that to here that's not really what we do you come in and we make a plan and you're not gonna say this is where I want Botox of course I want to hear where what bothers you and what your concerns are and we will talk about the best way to correct that uh, but there's steps Botox weakens the muscle so the muscles that cause expression and when you weaken those muscles they can't form creases and so and when you can't form a crease you don't have wrinkles right or if you do have stagnant lines so lines on your face when you're not making expression you know it's multi-step we do a little Botox but we also need to treat your skin itself and then so that's Botox fillers are a gel so um, like Juvederm that it's it's not even the same consistency as Botox Botox is a teeny tiny bit of liquid that we put in very small doses all over Juvederm or dermal fillers are gel and those replace volume loss. So volume loss, or just say you want your lips a little bit bigger. That's where we plump it up. But again, prioritize. I'm not gonna plump up your lips if you're not taking care of the rest of your skin because what's the point? Right. You know, that's a, that's an extra. When we're talking about skincare and anti-aging and you know, like that's really the goal here. You like, know? I can't help you if you can't help yourself. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. also I feel like people will go to the doctors and not really know what's going mm-hmm. on and try to do all this research. So I think they should treat this kind of the same way. Exactly. Like they're coming to you, this is what they want to do, but you yeah. guys know we talk- what you're doing mm-hmm. so we can put them on the right plan. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, well, we're on here, I actually, so I haven't said this on the podcast, but I've gotten Botox once. Ooh. So I had a lip flip and I had a little bit of Botox on like my forehead and on the sides yep. of my face. Like around but, your eyes. Yes. Yep. And the one thing I have to say, it sounds like you do this. So I would say my advice is like find a provider that, or I don't know what you'd call it. Would you call yeah, provider? provider. Yeah. That like it takes the time to explain it to you. Cause I went to someone who does it like, you know, all the time, all like just mm-hmm. used to their regulars and stuff. And I'm over here sweating, so mm-hmm. nervous. And like they pop in, they're like, like really quick, and like don't even like, like acknowledge me. And I'm like, you just stuck needles in my face. Like, oh my yeah. god, what just happened? I don't even know. What, and like I'm like freaking out by myself. I would it's want it during being COVID. Just, like I just went to the, a new dentist, and they were like, now I'm doing this. Now I'm doing this. I'm like, that's nice. I never knew that's yes. what that was. And I had like no idea what to expect. After, I mean, like I got a lip flip. So like my lip, like it was so hard. Weird. To, yes, I like <gasps> um, I can't drink out of a straw. No one warned me. And it, oh, you yeah. know, you get used to it and stuff. And I. Like, I like the results, but I just wish someone would have taken the time. So I have to say, I can tell, by the way, that you're speaking, that, like, you are used to people that yeah. just, I don't know, you take the time. And you, totally. I don't know, I think, like, you're more down, not saying they weren't necessarily, but you're down to earth, not saying yeah. more down to earth, but right. down to earth and, like, can understand yeah. that this is a big deal for some people and it's not totally. routine. And um, 
but no, I just I had never talked about it, but I've already told all the people that I need to tell. <laughs> I'm like it's now a little fun <laughs> party. Yes. I like told my mom. I, I love it. I'm like, by the way, I got Botox. She's like, what? I'm like, I got it like three months ago before, so yeah. I could make sure that nothing was gonna happen before I told you. <laughs> and it was that's funny. But oh anyways, God, funny. so no, I just so yeah, find someone that you mm-hmm. can like tell that they're going to be like comforting and ask the right questions too. If you're nervous, totally. take the time before your appointment. I wish that like maybe I would have done that and like kind of like force them to slow down and like yeah. explain these things explain to it. me so with that being said what would be some questions you would suggest someone ask some you know before they're having this done yeah um about with for botox or botox just filler yeah. just like to i don't know ease their mind make sure it's someone that knows what they're doing and what might what totally. have you I think I think it is one hundred percent appropriate for you to do your research online first. So mm-hmm. go look at their website, their Instagram, their Facebook. Like what you know, what what's did they just pop out of the woodworks? Like who are these people? What is you know, I've seen there are some people who don't even have like their education listed. And I think that's a huge portion of it. Did you just go take a two day training? Is that right. it? And then you then you're acting like you're very confident and you're just gonna throw some Botox in me. That's not really fair and that's a little bit deceptive. But um, I think it's important that they're open with you about it. Say, hey, you know, I'm honestly, I've been a nurse. And this is exactly what I would say to people. I've been a nurse for six years, but uh, and I'm new to Botox, but I'm only comfortable injecting these certain areas and that's what I can offer to you and I'm very comfortable doing this portion if you need others I had some I, re- I would refer out for a crow's feet it's embarrassing to say no but I just didn't want to screw I would it up rather that. I, yeah and I I just knew my comfort level and my safety level and I think that and you have to, walking in and and knowing that someone has only been injecting for one year and that and they're acting overconfident red flag yeah, this is not a fake it till you make it business, no, guys. No, you this cannot. This is not like, you know, creating some Facebook ads for someone. This if, is like uh, If you've face. been injecting for one year and you have, you know, all these other services, these machines, these things, it's just, it's that is so unrealistic. And all that tells me is that you're reaching for money. And you're not in this to actually help people. And and that is, is a real thing. People think this is a quick, fast money. And I will tell you, I did not take home a paycheck for three years. I was paying off everything that I had put into it. And still to this day, I don't even know. I don't even know what my <laughs> would be because I just keep investing in right. other things right. because I love it and I just I want to keep it going. But yeah, I think it's not a fast money gig. It's a risky thing and it's a huge investment. So again, that leads to are they available if you have an emergency? Who do you call? What what number can they reach you at? Um, especially if you're a new client. If you're existing, you know, you've had it done before, but filler, that is huge. You need to have a contact number 24 hours. And do they have the reversal agent? Because what if they get hit an artery and the filler goes in it and blocks it off and you have no blood flow? You, your, your face could fall off. Yeah, you lose blood flow. That is gone. You know, See, and I no, but or you could go blind. Question, you right. could. People don't know that lip filler, any type of filler, is there are huge um, complications that can happen from it. So if they don't address those with you, or give you a consent form, or give you post care, or you know, tell you how many like how many people have you done, how many times have you done this? Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, what what would happen if I get an infection? What would the plan be from there? Again. I wish I had known these things going into it because I, I don't think I knew the right questions to ask, um, but it's important to know. Are you insured? 
And I mean, because <laughs> we talk about it like it is so casual nowadays, and mm-hmm. like people do it all the time, but I think people do forget that it is a medical procedure, and there are things that could go wrong. Yeah. And I mean, I just think it's nice to like feel comfortable with the person that is injecting something into mm-hmm. your face. And now it's more common that you have options of where to go, mm-hmm. so you can find the right fit for you and yeah. find someone who can answer those questions the way that you want them to. Totally. And some people don't care, you know, and that would just, to me, would say, we're not a good match, because I want someone who cares. I want someone who's invested in, in their face and their lips, right. not someone who's just like, oh, I need filler. Yeah, I Today. saw it was cool on Next the week. internet, so I'm going to just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like, that's not that's not my style. And th- that's going to happen, too. I'm not going to be the right type of injector for everybody. If you want those big, huge... I call them stripper lips. <laughs> uh, but I can't do it. I physically cannot bring myself to do oh, it. That's so funny. And... Um, I sorry if anyone's a stripper. I don't know. But I just you know, I have a style and I think every other nurse injector mm-hmm. has a style or you know, it's, it's well that's like, another thing to look for I mean, when you're looking for look at the work they've done before and like yeah. is that something you want? Do you know what I mean? Like is that what you want to look like? Do you want that kind of stuff? It's natural like a graphic design or? client and they're like, Can you change it to this font? And you're like, That no. No, no, no. that's not, I don't want I don't my name that on that. No, same, exactly. And I can't, and that's why a lot of times, I, if someone comes in with previous lip work done, um, I will not inject over it. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a lesson I've kind of learned as I've gotten into it. Like I dissolve it, and then we will start fresh. But I'm not mixing work here. That makes sense. <laughs> also, I wanted to ask: Do you get a lot of your new clients from Instagram, or is it word of mouth, or how do you normally? I think find it's. People? I, I mean, a lot of people do write Google or because we write, how did you hear about us? Google or Instagram or um, a friend is really the most common thing that we see. But yeah, I think a lot of it is like my friend, this or, you know, patient referrals, <clears throat> which is really nice because that's how you want it. You know what I mean? And that's why I have a hard time with like referral programs, because I don't want I don't want people to think that they're just coming because they get a benefit right so i i just i don't like to do that it's it's a pretty common thing in this industry but like i i would want someone to genuinely be happy with their experience here to to then tell your friend like come in do you mean like by what do you mean by like refer like so a lot of places will be like oh yes if you tell a friend you get fifty dollars off i honestly don't think you need it you i feel like you are like like, i think you're in the clear tell them about somebody else (laughs) no Yeah, I'm pretty pretty much over my head, but I at the same time I'm working currently to make it so it's more streamlined so that I'm all the things that I don't need to be doing, somebody mm-hmm. else could be doing so I can fit in more clients. So how what is a what does a Botox or filler appointment look like? <clears throat> uh, like for and for a new client, you come in, you fill out if you haven't filled out your medical history and your consent form, you do that ahead of time um, so that we can review it and we're prepared, but sometimes people you know, don't get to do that ahead of time. So you do that while you're here. We look over it. That basically is our assessment to say, are you healthy? Are you clear? Is this the right procedure for you? Can, you know, mm-hmm. should you even be here? Um, so that's what that is, like medical clearance. A great first step. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then are you okay with the consent form? Do you agree with all these things? Are you willing to, you know? And then we talk about the procedure. A lot of times it's like a mini consult your first time. Like, what to expect for you specifically what areas we're going to treat for you when it's going to kick in how it's going to feel what your aftercare is going to be like and then i give you my card and the phone number that one of us has at all times and 
I think sometimes like people think that if we don't respond right away that we're not responsive but we're basically triaging these messages so urgency is you know anytime something was urgent we we see it right. or one of us sees it and we can get in touch with each other you have three cell phones oh my god don't even it's my life is a mess you have three cell phones no listen i have there two are there are three i and they're look they're all bright colors so that i don't lose them because oh. i'm so crazy so i have two personal and business this is one okay and this is because i'm old this is this used to be this one but i didn't want to lose all the information on this one so i just got a new phone and this, this has nothing on it other than information, and I just, I don't know what to do with it. Oh, that's the third one. The this third one just has... I just use this as, like, an iPod okay. for music. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. You know? I was, like, you're, like, pointing, like, we'll answer your call. I'm, like, one, this which one? one? This one. The green phone. <laughs> so, so two phones. <laughs> I have two phones. So, yeah. So, my personal phone is our emergency number. I That phone mm-hmm. never gets shut off. It's always on. But then either I or Jasmine have the other phone, and, um funny story jasmine and our dermatologist live together so it's kind of oh, handy it's kind of great <laughs> what do you want to do i'll let you go you get you feel like you're good with the skincare routine facial stuff laser yeah i did want to talk a little bit about facials i know yeah. we kind of got into skincare but do you think going and getting a facial is an important part of your skincare routine and if so how often should you be going and yeah so what do you like recommend a, to start out just like a general facial like uh i think that it does get confusing so i think like relaxing and estheticians are amazing and they're so patient and they do such a good job um obviously that's a different level than what we do here i always say the stuff we do here is really not relaxing <laughs> nothing is like oh my god it's other than right other than if you're like sitting here with a blanket and an iv for their iv therapy or like on our radio frequency machines they're just warm so you just those are kind of relaxing but facials are done by estheticians and um they are, I would say, so good for your skin, so healthy for your skin. I think you need to, in order to benefit from facials, you need to be in a position where you're already taking care of your skin. You cannot expect to go get a facial and have them change your life. Those are a bonus. That's, you know, it helps with lymphatic drainage. They can do light peels that are just helping you exfoliate. It's, you know, it's to treat yourself, you, you know, mm-hmm. and I think... But again, it's beneficial. They they do a lot of different things in different aspects than what we do, but so good. It's like a, it's like a how do I say this? I have one Thursday, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I literally, and it, it's like the longest time I'll sit still all week long. That makes sense. And I have to force I have to force myself to do it. To take you really it, yeah. can't do anything else during that. No, you can't. Can't take can't your, your phone, phone out. Yeah. And I said that I was like, let's make it a short one. She was like, no. I you're can't sitting have down. You and I was this. like, Gina, I was like, I just, I like, I feel like, just like, let's make a short one. No. <laughs> so, okay, you also mentioned IV treatments. Yes. So you guys do that here too? Yeah, we do IV therapy, okay. both here and Augusta. What oh does that gosh. entail? What is, okay, you want to see that? I literally have one in my arm right now. What? Yeah. I so have... is it like, okay, explain. Okay. So nurses are the wild most wild i said to to, um jasmine i was like i'm going to um, (laughs) just leave it in because these are good for three days obviously i wouldn't send a patient home with one but we do like you think about when you're in the hospital this is in for three as long as it's working basically the rule i think is three days but um i'm super dehydrated um, so in Augusta, I had Jasmine try to like get an IV on me and it took three times, which is not normal mm-hmm. because I'm so dehydrated. 
but yeah so basically that's what the benefit is i mean iv hydration is key to life (laughs) you will feel like a million bucks the next day why because it's directly going into your system wow so okay so you and the absorption rate is just like so what would that look like for an appointment for someone so we do that in two ways we do um as an add-on so if you're here and you're um and you're getting even if you're getting your lashes done Mm -hmm. or say you're getting botox and you're like oh i'm really hydrated can i just get some saline so we do plain saline which is what you would get if you went to the hospital for um you know and you were dehydrated they would just hang a bag of saline or we have different kits so for certain things so like if you want an immunity boost like you're just getting over a cold or you know people just get immunity these days just to have it because of covid and um so that's been a popular one and then quench is just to like really rehydrate you and then reboot is actually specifically for hangovers because it has the nausea medication in it yeah just thinking like that would be weird to like schedule out like oh I think I'm gonna be dehydrated but then I'm thinking, oh people like, do it all the like time. A bachelorette party you can <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, let's go we all should have done that after my yeah. bachelor party like swing by here oh yeah, yeah. I, and that was that's kind of like when we were thinking about it like that that's like fun like pre bachelor party yeah. like we're I mean I for one know that I can't have more than two margaritas or I'm literally oh, yeah. done oh, yeah, for, I'm days. Over for a couple days I can't. I Thankfully, w- that's, you know. I hope that Parker doesn't listen to this one. He's going to be like, I'm scheduling. I and IV. Right yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. So what are the risks with something like that? Oh, IVs are pretty um, pretty safe, yeah. I would say. I'm very comfortable placing IVs. Mm-hmm. I obviously could show with my eyes closed. That was like this is ER. so funny nurses. I just, it's such, it, if you are in this, <laughs> it's so casual. And then yeah. if you are not, you're like. Me, I'm, I've never no. even had an IV. She's like, I'm wearing one right yeah. now. Right now. <laughs> I'm going to sleep so in badass. <laughs> I like left my jacket on because I didn't want to see you. But I just, like, definitely would have, definitely would have been like, like what, what is actually, going is on? Is she sick? <laughs> I know, right? Oh, um, so yeah, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. Obviously, if you are dehydrated, it can take a couple tries. But I would say we're pretty, we're pretty, pretty good with it. So what, it, like, how much water does it equal, like hydration wise? How many? So it's half a liter is oh. our bag, but you can get more than one. Um, they're just on allocation right now, so obviously, like, hospitals take them. So they're not giving us, like, the a big ton. bags. Yep. Yeah, and they'll only limit us to, like, a certain amount, and we have to order them in small, which that I totally get. But it can speed up your hydration yeah, 100%, yep. Okay, I think we have, like, three more questions, okay. and then I will leave you alone, I promise. Do you want to ask about laser? <laughs> I'll leave you alone. Well, we are, like, I'm, oh. like, taking all the questions I can get I here. know, I love it, though. I think our top, we I asked what people are most interested laser. in in laser. Oh, Botox and then laser. Botox and laser, yeah. So people want to know about laser. Like laser I, hair removal? Yes, you do that here. Yes, we do. I've and we're getting on one in um, Augusta, too. Oh, nice. So we'll be in both. There probably isn't one in Augusta. Yeah, I don't know what's even in that area i've only gotten my armpits done which i think oh, i've shared on here which Just is once? amazing or all you got i'm the whole almost series. done i have one more yeah. time and oh it's been gosh. like literally life-changing but i know a lot of our listeners have asked me questions about it and mm-hmm. i don't have like a ton of information so yeah. how what would you recommend for that like what is the most popular and are there any kind of or like how long it takes like what does it look like to, to get yeah so i think that this is a common question that we get in our inboxes a lot about laser is it permanent? Ultimately, yes. But you cannot you cannot guarantee how many sessions it's going to take. Why? Because when you come in, we we don't know what phase your hair cycle is in. And laser is only effective in a certain stage of your hair cycle. So we're literally guessing, right? That was the most surprising to me. Like, yeah. They were like, when 
with it like six to eight times. And yeah. I said, and I'm like, I'll get it done in six. And yeah. Now I'm going on eight, and I'm like, I still have hair. Yeah. So, so it, uh, it's kind of like, I mean, of course, there's studies and you know that tell you the different phases of hair, and it's all different for different types of the body. Yeah, obviously your face, you're coming in a little bit sooner because that hair cycle is quicker. But yeah, different. I'll never remember it. I think Amanda and Britt are better at <laughs> are better at remembering it because they do, do it twenty four seven. So I think the biggest thing is that sometimes people are actually going too soon, right? And so you're you're paying for these extra treatments, and what you're probably getting like two hairs. I don't know. Again, I'm not a laser expert I would say there are people that do this for a living but judging by this you can't go you know like you're you're the diff- there's a difference between you know um like four weeks or three months right so if you're going in for an appointment every six weeks when your hair cycle is every three months what's the point right does that make sense mm-hmm. and that's how I try to explain it to people but I mean every provider is going to have a different opinion on that me, I would rather you come less and we get more hair in each session or rather than you keep coming and coming and you're like, why isn't it going away? Right. Keep in mind that different parts of the body are different. If you want to come in and do everything all at once, just know certain areas are going to be less than others. And, you know, like me, I'm like partway through. I've done my armpits twice. I did my full Brazilian one and a half times because I'm a wimp and I did my legs once <laughs> leg cycle is actually pretty long I feel like that is six months oh wow six months? yeah and do you still go that many times to like eight I'll just go a couple I'll just do it a couple times yeah yeah a year and then just take it from there but armpits I've done it like once. every six weeks armpits we said oh, that's what I they go pay, yeah I think they make you go every six weeks but as long as you're getting a good reaction from the hair follicle and we can see it when we hit it and we have to sometimes adjust the settings because your hair can become more fine sometimes too as we keep going so your settings should be adjusted yeah Hmm. that's really it but ultimately it's so worth it (laughs) even if you just do it a couple times to make your the hair thinner thinner. oh i know i like after the first time i'm like i will have to buy like half the amount of razor i don't even know what to do in the shower i like get in there and i'm like why (laughs) is this taking me two minutes i'm like i don't have to shave my own body i'm so confused (laughs) it's so easy yeah all i have to do is wash my hair yeah um and then i think we had one question about acne scarring yeah what would you recommend for acne scarring Mm -hmm. and what is that so different types of acne scarring you know benefit from different types of treatments so I would say um, being on a a retinol so a prescription grade retinol microneedling different types of chemical peels and then the um, one of the best things that you can do is subcision and what that involves is going with a cannula we go underneath and we just kind of break up that scar tissue you can do that two ways just just plain or we can do it with your own plasma so we draw your blood and then wow. as we're breaking up your scar tissue we're injecting your own growth factors into so your skin. So could someone in theory I don't know if this is offered here but could someone come in and like have you examine their skin like mm-hmm. recommend like a steps going forward? Yeah. Okay. Consults yeah. yeah so I do consults but then Dr. DeWitt also does consults and I would say if you're in a position where you're um you have super active acne and it's kind of like taking over um it you would more benefit from seeing a dermatologist which would be dr do because he do prescriptions so uh, do you have is one dermatologist is yeah just yes, yeah just one and he's okay. in augusta, augusta. okay yeah. so but it's 25 minutes from here it's really not bad yeah no. um so 
worth it in the long run. Well, it's nice to get, you could go for the initial consultation, and then you have someone who works in the same, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you can get the treatments at either place. Yeah, and he he necessarily, he could could just recommend, here are your prescriptions, but then go back to Tops and get your microneedling chemical peels, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, you could bounce back and forth. and. Um, it's just nice because he'll always have access to your chart and you're not going to get into a dermatologist for a non-emergent thing for several, several months. Even an emergency thing. I know someone that got, um, they had, oh my God, I'm going to try to say like a a mole mole that was cancerous. It was cancerous. And they were like, so the doctor was like, no, it's cancerous, not the dermatologist. And they're like, do you want more information? They're like, well, no, I have a dermatologist appointment that I'm going to have to go to now. So I'll just get the information from them. And they're like, okay, it'll be in two months. She's like, I just got diagnosed with skin, skin cancer, cancer, and you can't You're see telling me for me two months. months. Oh, my God. They, I oh, know. It's, like it's traumatizing. It, it's definitely more like. No, it is really intense. But he's great. He's smart. He even just the other week um, saw a client that I've been seeing for, I don't even know, a couple of years now. And he was like, yeah, I have a skin cancer on your nose. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just, this is awesome. But, but you know I what I mean? Like, thank oh, yeah. God. Thank no. God he saw it. Parker was watching, that's my husband's name, and he was watching, like, a hockey game, and he said that there was this oh, wait, girl. That, I saw yeah. it. She saw it on she's, the coach's neck, She's, right? like, a medical professional yeah. of some sort, and she saw on the uh, coach's neck on the box or whatever. Mm-hmm. She, like, knocks on the window, writes on her phone, you should get that checked out. Freaking cancer. She said your mole is cancer. Yeah. That's, and do you know that guy cancer. on, like, it was, like, TLC or something? TLC? You know the like they renovate houses and stuff. Oh, yeah. Someone, I think that's what happened to him. Oh he had like God. a thyroid something, <gasps> a thyroid cancer. Yeah, yeah. That's like someone a viewer. The internet now, everyone can like diagnose mm-hmm. everyone. They're like, a baby will be doing something weird, and they're like, your baby has this, and they like write back on TikTok, oh, yeah. like, yeah, my baby had that. I'm like, it's oh, nuts. I think I want to know. <laughs> the best, the best thing is, is that, for you know, uh. Of what a hundred dollars you can go and get peace of mind that this oh, dermatologist can yes. lay eyes on oh, yeah. you and you don't have to wait six months in my opinion that brings so much worth to the table because stress and anxiety surrounding that is so unhealthy yeah remember i thought it had oh, things you can't everything. you can't get that out of your mind you <laughs> yeah, know it did take like three months and then i went there and they were like no you're good i'm like could we have done a phone call <laughs> yeah <laughs> can we tell a quick virtual i know yeah can i send you pictures yeah <laughs> Um, okay, let's do one. What what would be like? Let's say three products you could recommend to some. Would that be mm-hmm. okay to say? Like yeah, three, products three products you could recommend to someone. The pick. Yeah. So I would say a cleanser, uh, SPF that's moisturizing, and then uh, retinol. Perfect. Retinol, and so and at different levels, right? Mm-hmm. But depending yeah, on like depending acne on, scarring, is that what just it would depending do, on the person and their okay. skin type? I would say you know not everybody, but mostly everybody needs <laughs> retinol. It'll change your life. <laughs> and then what would be, what's, like, the most common treatment you would do here? Botox. Botox. Yeah. Botox. And what would be your piece of advice for someone who wants to go into this into as a this career? Field? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would say save your money and invest in trainings because that is going to, again, put you ahead. People know. You know if someone's faking it till they mm-hmm. make it or, you know, you know if someone's truly invested in their education and who they're working with and all of that. You know, I think yeah. even just for it's your huge. own confidence, for your own like yeah, yeah. name a job where you don't want to be really confident. In yeah, what yeah. Uh, I would really want to be confident in this. Right, <laughs> I'd be sweat. <laughs> it's like literally, yeah. like you don't want you don't want fake confidence in no. this industry mm-hmm. at all. And you should be able to sense it from a mile away mm-hmm. if you're actually doing research. Not enough people do research. Some listen to this. Some people have come to me and like what my background is, and or or they'll just say, oh. um, what so so could I do this or could I take a training for this? And it's like they just don't understand that 
yes, you have to be a nurse just to, to even hold this needle near your face. Right. <laughs> you know? And um, and I think it just shocks me that you you would come in here and not knowing that I was a nurse put let somebody put needles in your face. Right. It, does that make sense? No, no. I'm like yeah. trying to explain it how I can't remember. It's been it, a while. It does make sense but, because it I think now things get very uh like how do I say this? With all the Instagram stuff, mm-hmm. they get very confused with like facials versus Botox versus Oh yeah. like microneedling or not microneedling. Um the eyebrow stuff. Microblading, microblading. dermaplaning, yes. microneedling. There's so, so many confusing. different things that I think people get very confused with what you, like, need. Right. You know what I mean? Like, what what goes with what? Yeah. <laughs> and so, are you still a nurse? or are? And I'm like, yeah, you literally can't do this unless you are right. a nurse. And I think, I think, or people will call me an esthetician all the time. And I'm like, again, I think estheticians are amazing, but... An esthetician is not qualified. Do not to go put, to an esthetician for, for Botox. Botox. That's yeah. not that's not how it works. So then, on the other hand, what I was gonna say is that we were just talking about like wishing I had the uh, injector. Like I wish she had said, you know, call me down. But also on the other hand, of things you've taken some responsibility for your own health. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, do your own research, like mm-hmm. we said, and like you know, before you even get in the chair, you don't need to be asking them all these questions right. that maybe you could find on the internet. One hundred percent. Like if you can find what their degree is or whatever. Mm-hmm their background if they list on their website you know do your own research and find that yourself rather than like to have I don't know putting this I loved it when people people again people don't really ask me anymore Mm -hmm. I think but at the beginning I was a very frequent question and I always loved it I love when people ask because I'm just like you're so smart you're so (laughs) smart for asking and you you probably like to talk about it yeah I mean I just would rather be open to people and have them know and then again that forms a relationship and they know they can trust me and um yeah great so do you feel confident that you answer, we answered all the or asked all the I questions? I think so. I think we asked way more questions. I love than it because literally to. people are going to listen to this and all their questions. This will is be asked. you can just send awesome. them the link. So, I'm now. Gonna listen to this podcast. Okay. This is like the best part about doing a podcast. Well, let's sign off first, and we okay. can okay. <laughs> we'll chat. We'll chat. All right. Well, uh, Liz, I feel one. I have to schedule an appointment. I've been yes. putting it off for way too long, so that's the next thing I'm going to do after this episode. <laughs> is I'm going to schedule an appointment, um, and then honestly, that was a good one. Let's go get a treatment. Let's do it.